Well, hey, in this episode, we are broadcasting live from Sister Space. From a barn. It's Sister Space. <laughs> from a barn in Sister Space with a live audience. Yeah. First time ever. That's pretty cool. This is a camping retreat for mm-hmm. women in Maryland. Anyway, it was super fun. Um, met some really fantastic Oh, God. Ladies. Amazing forever friends. Yeah, yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. And we got to do a podcast, and that was really fun. I had a little audience participation. We hope you stay tuned. Yeah. Stick so you're, around. You're going to hear us talking in a barn with a live audience. Well, I listened back to it. You can't tell it's very barn-like. Oh, really? Um, should I put in some cows mooing and stuff? Yes. <laughs> Should we do that now? <laughs> okay, pigs don't really do that. Yes, they do. <laughs> That's exactly what they sound like. Anyway. Okay. We digress. <laughs> Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl trying to figure out life. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. And we are at Sister Space. Woohoo! That's all the sisters. Uh-huh. At Sister Space. There's more that's that are here. not actually here and we're not their friends anymore because they didn't come. Um, <laughs> I think they're at the pool. Maybe I... eating some nuggets or something from the canteen. They've got things. I'll be right back. Is there <laughs> canoeing here and yeah, is kayaking? There isn't? That does, that's not a thing? I think canoeing. <laughs> a sweat lodge. Canoeing only happens in like horror story camp. Movies, right? There's like canoeing and axe throwing. Maybe canoeing is at Mr. Space, and that's like 100 yards down the... Where, no. Boom. Did I go to the wrong place? Yeah, it was okay. wrong. They're not allowed here. I know. Unless you're under the age of seven, right? Okay. Yes, then you're not technically men. Or if you're a service dog. Aww. Yes. Because, you know, dog years. So damn cute. Yeah. Um, so this okay. is a little different than our normal. We are set up in a barn. Yep. Uh, no horses or cows or chickens, just the barn. And we've got our microphones set on boxes, and we have a group of lovelies that are here to cheer for us and perhaps share with us, but just to kind of see. Possibly, no pressure. I mean, whatever. We'll do, we'll do a rock, <laughs> paper, scissors. One of you's going to share. God damn it. One of you. Uh-huh. And we want it to feel really welcoming. Get yeah. your ass in that chair right Get up now. here and share something special. <laughs> God damn it. Is that what we're going to do? I'm, I'm feeling the love. <laughs> I'm, I'd be the first to volunteer. I don't know why yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. not like clamoring for this seat right now, Shelly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. No pressure. Okay. What's what do you think that is hanging up there? Do you think that might be like a bed frame kind of a headboard thingy? Yeah, kind of like uh, like a headboard a little bit, huh? There's some interesting things hanging in this barn. I love that the listeners who can't see what you're pointing at had to hear <laughs> you we talk about. It? Yeah, it's black with some gold. It's like gold titties hanging down. <laughs> it's like, mom it's and dad. Like, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> do they listen? No, I don't think they do. No, <laughs> okay. no not at all. So. What are we talking about today, Shelly? Well, do we want to go through patrons first? Oh, yeah. We have some patrons to thank. So for you all in the room, maybe you're not familiar, we have a Patreon page. Are you familiar with Patreon? Okay, a couple people. So it's a site that supports artists mm-hmm. of different types. And it could be visual artists, could be performing artists, and podcasters. could be all kinds of different things. Authors, maybe. And people can go there and support you at different levels. For example, one of our tiers is like $2 a month. And with that, we give you a handwritten letter and we give you a shout out on the podcast. Correct. Our $6 tier gives you access to watching videos. We also make funny videos and things. We will go back and listen 
Look Look at her saying they're funny they're again. They're funny as shit. I'm <laughs> telling you, they're funny. We'll go back and listen to old episodes and then video record ourselves talking about them. Usually we're drinking. Mike a little sloppy. The dogs are all over us. It's kind of a train wreck, but it's a beautiful She's train wreck. She's entertained by them at any rate. I love them. Anyway, so every week we read our new patrons, new people who've joined in order to support us because... You know, it's not free making a podcast. We put a, a lot of our time and energy and effort and money into it uh, of our own. So it's nice to get a little bit back so we can still feed the dogs, right? Absolutely. Okay. So who are our patrons this week? This week's patrons, we've got a fun crowd. Um, first one is Stacy O. Thank you, Stacy O. We never use last names, so let's make up a name for O. Stacy Octavius. That's her new last name. <laughs> Next one, Lance. What's I'm his last sure name? I'm sure it's Lance Armstrong. I have a feeling Do you? that he's supporting. Thanks, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> uh, next is Erica M. Anyone know any Ericas? What does the M stand for, Shelly? Give me a last name. <laughs> Michelob. 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 Oh, Thank you, Erica Michelob. Appreciate it. Then we have a Taylor M, not related, so I need a different M last name. Monocle. Okay. I like it. Kind of like the Mr. Peanut guy. Monocle, <laughs> top hat. Uh-huh. Thank uh-huh. you, Taylor Monocle. And lastly, Natalie L. And we actually know, Na- oh my God, I got to tell a story. Oh yeah, we do know Natalie. This is a great story. So Natalie L, we met Natalie through uh, a listener of ours, Jamie, and we had only talked with Natalie on Facebook, meaning just like typed shit, like not actual words. And Natalie is... I mean, they were words. They were just typed and not spoken. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, I hate to get you cut, cut that out, Dan. I don't want to look like a <laughs> moron. Leave that in, Dan. I know, damn it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Natalie L. is a, like a DJ and she runs karaoke at some local bars in D.C. And she was talking typing online with Jamie and we're like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be at Dyke bar uh, this Tuesday or whenever it was, you sh- guys should come. I'm like, Oh yeah, let's go to Dyke bar. Dyke bar spelled D I K Dyke. She's a lesbian. It's going to be Dyke. Right. So Mary and I are like, sweet, let's go do some karaoke. We get to Dyke bar and we walk in and it's all these gay men. And we're like, what the, well, um, whatever. I, I, they're fun. Right. So we <laughs> dance, we do karaoke with all the gay men. And then about an hour in, this guy comes and takes the microphone, and he's like, I'd like to thank everyone for coming out to Dick Bar. <laughs> it was Dick Bar. I'm like, Mary, oh, my God, that's what's going on. It was Dick. It's Dick Bar. It was Dick the whole time. It was Dick the whole time, which we still have fun. I don't mind doing karaoke with, with gay guys, but they always do, like, like Disney Broadway-type songs, and so it's not really my okay. jam. Um, so here's the thing about Dick Bar, you guys. We found out later mm-hmm. that it stands for DuPont Italian Kitchen. Which is the name of the restaurant below. <laughs> but either way, I mean, it was just It's a not train, Dyke right? or Dick. It's not Dyke or Dick. <laughs> but it's Dick when all the gay men go, apparently. So that is my story to do with Natalie L. So thank you, Natalie. Natalie. Thank you, everyone. As mm-hmm. a reminder, if you would like to support us, join us on our mission, on our journey, please visit patreon.com slash Lesbian to sign up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Please and thank you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do a foom pod? I would love to do a foom pod. <laughs> okay, Sister Space. A foom pod, F-U-M-P-O-T-D, stands for Fucked Up Mormon Phrase of the Day. And just so you know, <laughs> and we just called it Fucked Up Mormon Phrase of the Day, and then some listener was like, you mean, and they hashtag foom pod. I'm like, oh my God, we've got an acronym. Someone gave us an acronym. We're huge. You can actually type in your phone hashtag foom pod, and yeah. we'll come up. Yeah, we'll come up. <laughs> <laughs> hashtags work. I had no idea. I know. Like, what it's the pretty heck amazing. the hashtags do? Pretty amazing. Wow, I'm old. So we realized Same. there was a need for this space that because I was Mormon for 
41 years, and Mary was never a Mormon. It's called Nevermo. I'm an Exmo Nevermo. I love more labels. Mm -hmm. I know, don't we? <laughs> and so we'd be a podcast, and I'd be talking about things that I, that I went through growing up and stuff, and she would look at me like, the fuck are you talking about? Marrow and the bones. What the fuck I'm is not, that? You know, like marrow and the bones, strength and sinews. Oh, no, that's Mormon temple shit. Like my reality wasn't yet separated. Like this is Mormon stuff that only Mormons know and do and say. And this is the entire rest of the world that doesn't speak this language. And so we decided to do this thing called fucked up Mormon phrase of the day where I think of a Mormon phrase. I say it and she's got to figure out what it is. And we have like a buzzer and a timer and everything. Ready? This is how we do it. I, I usually say, cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Shelly. Yes. Please tell me. I'm on pins and needles. What is today's foom pod? Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Okay. I'm not ready at all. The fucked up Mormon phrase of the day today is the war in heaven. Go. Well, okay, I feel like most religions believe there's probably a war in heaven if you believe in that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I know Christian, like mainstream Christians taught about angels and demons battling it out in the final days. You're kind you probably of in the have some light okay. to shit on this. I need a little more detail and you like narrow it um, or you don't get credit. Okay, so it's all the sinners that are in outer darkness versus all the Mormons in the celestial kingdom. No, oh, battling it God. out. Arm Did wrestling. I teach you nothing? No. <laughs> That's not the war in heaven. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. The war in heaven is pre-earth Oh, like the, in the pre-existence? Yes, like before you're born. <laughs> is this like some debate where these... This is all bullshit, by the way. It's, it's a total... It's not real, but is this, this is what I was taught. Is this more about like uh, where those celestial, uh, like those spirit babies are going to end up? No. No? That's where spirit babies are made. In the war zone? In the, yes. In the trenches? Yes. <laughs> and the front lines? You kind of. babies here, people. Kind of. <laughs> all right, I don't know what it is. Just okay. tell us. Buzzer. So, Mary, the war in heaven, uh -huh. as I was taught, we were all spirit babies in heaven. Of course we were. To our heavenly father and all of his wives. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, is how we have the different races. Wait, God has a bunch of wives, too? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's all bullshit, but this is what I was taught. So the, the different wives is how we get the different races, by the way, in case you're wondering what I was taught growing up but that God, I no longer believe. God has to be white, though, right? Yeah, duh, of course. Mormon of course. God. Mormon God's white. <laughs> Come um, on. And so, I mean, Jesus was like blue eyes, blonde hair, right? Of course, of course. Mormon Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so we offend so many damn people on our podcast, by the way, and they can get over it. No, Mormons do. No, that's true. We, have we don't. Anyway, war in heaven. <laughs> I'm getting sidetracked. Okay. So you have Heavenly Father and the wives who have no names um, and nothing to because be Because no one cares. No one cares. And then Heavenly Father's two firstborn sons are Jesus. And you ready? Lucifer. <laughs> okay. Are, you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> How do we know that Lucifer didn't come out first? Were they twins? They were twins. Fraternal? Um, <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> Can we yeah, have I'm a DNA sure. test yeah, for well, these well, two? I'll, when I get to Outer Darkness, I'll check. <laughs> okay, um, you do you check okay. that out. So we have, Jesus, and me on the we have line. Jesus and we have Lucifer, right? Oh, and by the way, this whole war in heaven, women are not mentioned at all. It's just all the men that are like figuring this out. So God, Heavenly Father, says, says okay, well, we need to send all these spirit babies that I've made down to earth. And I want them to want to return to me, okay? And Lucifer says, that's a great idea. Here's what we'll do. I'll make a plan where everyone is obedient and comes back. We're all back together as a family. And then I get all the glory. Like, like this is a good plan, right? And Jesus is like, you know, I 
think that they should all be able to choose what they do and I will go and die for them and I'll give all the glory to you, God. And God's like, I choose Lucifer's plan. And then a bunch of us spirit people, right, all went along with Lucifer's plan and Lucifer and all of his spirit people got cast out of heaven and cast into like outer darkness, would never receive a body. And they were allowed to tempt us here on earth um, to give us temptations and decide whether or not we want to go back to our heavenly father. So we know, this is something I was taught, we know that we made the right choice in the pre-existence because we're here on earth. What a shitty father. He's like, Lucifer, if you could only be like your brother Jesus. Right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that, that's the war in heaven. How about a raise your hand if you were taught anything near that as a child? Not exactly like that. <laughs> I heard a what the fuck. <laughs> I, I see some what the fuck faces in the back. I see some, I think I want to slip out the side door. Well, okay, but I think mainstream Christians believed that Lucifer was an angel. And he got a little too full of himself, and so God kicked him out, right? And he took a bunch of other angels. I keep looking at you because you know a lot about it. And they went down and populated the bad place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I love it. I love it. He doesn't even exist for us. That's like a whole half of being scared to do anything wrong is, is Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what made it motivate Jewish people to be Did you just apologize for the entire, good? like, I think Jewish we need to everything? talk to you. I know, we do. We yeah. do. Okay, <laughs> okay. cool. Well, that is an amazing foom pod. That is an amazing foom mm-hmm. pod. I think mm-hmm. I want, where do you want to go next? Who here has heard of the word of wisdom? Oh my gosh. I barely All of you never mows. This is amazing. <laughs> so who here has heard that Mormons are not allowed to drink coffee, tea, alcohol? Okay, there we go. Yeah. Okay. So the word of wisdom is Just a supposed attention. revelation um, from God to Joseph Smith saying, uh, we don't have tobacco, coffee, tea. It's stupid, just, you know, because, like, now but we know But you can that drink energy drinks. You can drink energy drinks. You can, you can be completely hooked on Coke, Coca-Cola, or uh-huh. Mountain Dew. Um, but if you have, like, a, a glass of coffee or a cup of coffee, you can't go into the temple. Maybe that's which means the problem. We're drinking be... them in glasses, and that's just lame. That's the problem. It's wacky, right? <laughs> I just heard of what the... Is there... I know. I, believe me. It's crazy. But just recently, when I say the church, I mean the Mormon church, the church came out with an update because there was some confusion about the word of wisdom. And of course, I had to look into it. Not that I was confused because I don't give two shits about it anymore. But what we have for you here is an update. Who wrote this thing? Joseph Smith back in the day, right? No, God told Joseph Smith <laughs> oh, what to okay. write. Okay, right. So the big article. So that? how can they continue to update it? Joseph woke up and said, God spoke to me. Yeah. This is yeah, and I, be- I actually believed this for 40 years of my life. Well, when you're raising it, you don't think cult. You think, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky to be in this religion, the only, the one true. Mormons think that they're the, the only true religion. Like you have to be, mm-hmm. just so you know, none of y'all are going to heaven because you're not Mormon. Like that's the, of course they yeah. have the cast. Everyone thinks it, right? So yeah. the church came out with some clarification because we were confused apparently. Church clarifies word of wisdom, stance on green tea, mocha, and vaping in a statement. <laughs> Thanks, man. I mean, can you control any more of my life? Really? What a great use of these men's time. I know, I know. So <laughs> I'm going to find the, the official clarification here. While the phrase hot drink, so hot drink is what was in the original word of wisdom, and then it was interpreted as coffee and tea. While the phrase hot drinks in the word of wisdom was later defined as tea and coffee, many still have questions about specific drinks or flavors. The New Era, which is the Mormon Teenage Magazine, so this is for the teenagers. The New Era provides this advice. Number one, 
If you're in a coffee shop or any other shop that's well-known for its coffee, the drink you're ordering probably has coffee in it. So either never buy drinks at coffee shops or always ask if there's coffee in it. Can you imagine like a 16-year-old going into Starbucks? I'll have a latte. Wait, but is there coffee in it? (laughs) You dumbass. Seriously, who's your mom? Like, what what is this? Okay. Welcome to Starbucks, Mm -hmm. idiot. Here's number two. (laughs) Drinks with names that include Cafe or cafe, they spelled it once oh, with like one, one F or two Fs. Mocha, latte, espresso, or anything ending in Chino usually have coffee in it. <laughs> in case everyone was wondering, like, what do I order to be a good Mormon when I go to Starbucks? Like, nothing. If it has a Chino, whatever. They, and they also specify, I won't read the rest, but green tea is included in the no-no's. <laughs> Well, it does have caffeine in it, but you can drink Mountain Dew every day and still be a Mormon. That's so good for you. So we always talk about like we'll get health drink. We'll get in discussions like she'll take one side of discussion and me, and then ten minutes in we're like, you know, we're arguing about something that's nonsense anyway. Like what? And then I usually follow it up with, I'm starting to think it's all fake. That's true. That's true. So there's your little. Word of wisdom wisdom. update. So seriously, Joseph Smith thought that he was inspired by God to write this word of wisdom. Yeah. So who is who is updating it? Like the current prophet? Yeah. yeah. So the way it works is they have like lawyers and whatever shit writing things all the time. They actually do. What do you call it when you like do polls? Polling. Yeah. They poll. They poll. (laughs) They poll their members, which is funny to me because the belief. Do you want to go to Starbucks for a beer later? Yes. Do they have beer at Starbucks? Gotcha. She failed. Ah, I'm the worst. Um, You're taught that everything that the church does comes from God to Jesus to the prophet. Like there's no, whatever the prophet says, Jesus, it might as well have been Jesus who said it. So then I'm like, well, why do they do polls to see what people think in the Mormon church? It shouldn't freaking matter, right? Why do they care? It's like, it should be God's word or it's not. But they go back and forth on their policies so much that you're kind of like, God's not running anything in this show. Um, and as long as we're here talking, you know, we're well, here because for, that's not real either. I mean, maybe. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But it, for example, there was a policy that came out. If there is a God, he shouldn't give a shit about green tea, for God's sake. I know. There's, there's, there's <laughs> right? worse demons to slay than the green tea demon, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a scary one. So, the, so really quickly, so you can see the nonsense here, a policy came out recently and then was redacted and then put back in, which is, again, God's changing his mind, I suppose. Um, but if you, that God is like, I don't, today I feel like saying no to that. Uh, if you are a parent, and this actually would count in my case here. So let's say that my husband did not leave the Mormon church and he wanted to raise the kids in Mormonism and they were all about it. And they were like, yes, this is the one true church. I want to do these things. I want to feel this. I want to be it. None of my kids would be allowed to be baptized, which means to be saved. Like, you wouldn't be able to save. They wouldn't be able to receive their ordinances, which is what you do as you get older in the ranks. If you're a boy. Only the boys get the cool, the cool ordinances. Just the whole pointing thing. that so out. sister space here, and that they, sucks. Uh, yeah. Just they say. wouldn't be able to serve a mission because I am gay living with a gay partner. So because only I could be gay and living alone. I could be. I think she just outed me. Did you hear? Oh that? yeah, she's gay. <laughs> I, I could be a murderer. I? I could be a pedophile. I could be a rapist. I could be anything, and it would not affect my children. But because I am a lesbian living in a gay relationship, my kids are then punished. The only way that they could actually get these ordinances performed or go on missions or get married in the temple, all that stuff, is when they turn eighteen. They would have to um, 
denounce me, disavow the relationship. Basically say, my, my mom is wrong and she's living in sinful sin. life. Yeah. yeah. What a shitty thing to do to kids. They're in this horrible predicament where they've got to either lie yeah. to their church officials, you know, to stand by your decisions or, or, they gotta or like, treat you like a piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. They've got to be false to somebody. And that's a horrible position of the church to put yeah. them, these when kids When the church in. came out with that policy, it lost a shit ton of members because a lot of people, especially in nowadays, like the millennial set, the, or the, there's a lot of millennials that are coming out of the closet because it's not as scary as it was 20 years ago. And their parents are like, well, I, you know, I don't like the way the church thinks my kid is and they'll, they'll leave. So it's, maybe it's been kind of good that they're being such assholes at the top levels these days that people are kind of seeing it for what it is and saying, I'm out, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Well, then everybody thought they revised the policy and that was true, right? And until... They said, new revelation, we no longer have this in place. So kids can still blah, blah, blah. And then they put out the new church handbook, which only goes to the high levels of the men so they know how to deal with sin and things amongst their ranks. <laughs> and it's still in there, the part about the kids, blah, blah, blah. So someone got a hold of it, and we posted all over the internet. So what, handling sin for dummies? Is that the, is that the <laughs> basically, book? Basically, okay. basically, yeah. So that was just an example of how they don't um, talk for God. And I don't know how I got off on that tangent. I just I felt know. like it. Um, you wanted to talk about the word of wisdom real quick. That was that. that there you talked about it. Okay. Done. So Shelly, this sounds like a good time for a break. I agree. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hello. Do you want to talk about how we are at Sister Space and what that I experience do. is I like? I do. I do. Let me pull up my notes. Well, why don't you this go? This is What's our first like Sister Space, by the way. Yeah. I've, I've never been in a place with just lesbians. This is my first time. Or just women in general. Well, no, that time. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Yes. Right? Exactly. I, ha- I had this moment last night as we were walking with the drum crew. Is there the crew? Drum circle? Uh, what, do, what do they call The them? drum folk. Anyway, I was walking, <laughs> and in my Mormon upbringing, you're, you're never without a man. Like, even the, the women's group in Mormonism called the Relief Society, they can't have meetings in the church unless a man is there. And the man is kind of like, he has the priesthood. He has to preside over the... He's got to preside. Uh, you know, group. what if something happens? I need to be able to bless someone. It's just, it's ridiculous. But mm-hmm. I was so used to that that you always, there's always a man around that's somehow in charge. And as we were walking toward, um, we're walking kind of with the drum group toward the stage thingy, out of the corner of my eye, I saw two people standing over by some um, equipment. And I instantly was like, oh, there's the men. You know, of course they're with the equipment. I'm like, okay, yeah. And then I look and I'm like, no, it's, it's not. It's not. Oh my gosh. There's literally no men, no men in charge here. And it felt like it was like spiritual for me. It really was. Cause I've never, I don't know how to put it. Like I was always raised that I needed a man to lead me, to tell me what to do. And if I had a trouble, I needed to go to him cause he could fix it. He's the man. And it, it's, it's something that still is in me. I don't like that it's in me and I'm working on that, but to recognize that those two actual, they were women standing over by the, the equipment, that they were women and not men, I recognized that I just expected a man to be in charge and then realizing like, wait, 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 no one here is in charge that's a man. And by the way, um, listeners and everyone here, I'm not a man hater. Um, my ex and I are good friends. I have sons. Like, I'm really not a man hater at all. I just was raised in a way that made me always defer to them and to be in a situation here where it's like, huh, we are actually capable human beings. We don't need to ask permission. I've told this story on the podcast before, but one of our first sleepovers, she was over and we went out to her car the next day and your car didn't start. It was the, it was the battery. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, well, let's just go get jumper cables. I've had jumper cables a million times in my life. I just don't have them right now. So we just ran up the street and got jumper cables and come back. 
she immediately texts her ex Mm -hmm. to figure out how to do jumper cables. And I was like, you know how many shit cars I've had in my day? How many times I've had to jump a car? I know how to do it. Yeah. But that was her first instinct. Her impulse was to ask a guy. Yeah. Yeah. How to do it. It's, it's hard to get out of that habit. I still find myself and it's, I mean, I'm super lesbian at this point, but... Uh, I mean, really. No, I mean, for, for real. real. For real. For real. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um, I still, at times, feel like I need to impress a man. Like, I need some man to say, you're doing that well. And, and when I do, when I do do that... Go ahead. You said do-do. Thank you. Uh, all of you, we like 12 year old boys in here. Jesus. Uh, when I do actually perform that thing, I kind of feel like I'm cheating on my lesbian half. Like, ah, get your shit together. So it's still this turmoil of like, don't be a weak, straight woman. Don't, don't be a doormat like your mom. Recovery takes a long time. I mean, I've been out of the church for three or four years, but there's still this thing in me that makes me act like the weak woman that can't deal. That's going to be a process. That's yeah. just going to take a really long time. It takes practice. What well, sucks. And it, if, once you start doing it yeah. and you feel like, oh, I was successful at that. I'm going to try that again. These things build on each other. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, come out of an experience like this feeling confident right away. Yeah. You have to practice at it. Yeah. And you get better. So, so maybe when we come back when I'm like 90 and Mary's like 112. Um, <laughs> it's not that, that big. Um, maybe then I'll have, maybe I'll, I'll have the confidence and I won't revert back to those. Um, next year, you'll see. Next year, okay. Next year I'll show up naked like, bitches, let's do this. Is that it? We, we actually got uh, Shelly in the sexuality space. Did, yeah. We, we took off our shirts. Sure did. Yeah. Sure did. Sure uh-huh. shit did. Yeah. Progress. <laughs> I ate a grape. It was cool. You should come on that tour. You should have. Oh, speaking of, let's talk about this since we're going to like lead back in. We are actually right now talking about sister space. So I... I call that the sex tent because I couldn't remember the name of it when we, when it says online, it's, it's not a tent sexuality space, right? (laughs) But we're camping. So I just, in my mind, it became sex tent and we, we went to the sex tent yesterday. We had a tour and poor, there are a lot of rooms in that tent. There are a second story. It's really crazy. It's like a Harry Potter tent. Really? Where do you want to go next? (laughs) Secret doors. No, I'm kidding. There weren't any. Um, There are secret doors. Yeah, oh, it was on right. the Underground Railroad. Cool is this that, is a really old house. That's really cool. That's yeah, really it's very cool. cool. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're up there, and poor Lynn is trying to, like, I'm the, the prudiest prude when it comes to, like, whips and chains and shit. I don't, I don't know what to do with that. When did you learn the word masturbation for the first time? That's I was what a grown-up. I, I was a grown-up. <laughs> grown-ass adult. Like, you don't, you're not allowed to masturbate if you're Mormon. You know that, right? Like, because I know you were all about to go join the church, and now you're like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can I'm give out. up the green tea. But I can the, give up mm. alcohol. I can give up coffee. Actually, I can't give up those things. No, so fuck it. They're my new life. <laughs> my new life. Uh, anyway, so she's showing us around, and I'm I'm very curious. For sure, I'm curious. I'm not like whoa. I'm, I'm curious. And they have those big the the swing thingies. What are they called? <laughs> swing thingies. The swing thingies. Swing. <laughs> otherwise known. Other uh, swings. Otherwise known as, known as swings. Or slings. Is that slings a thing or swings? Too? Sex swing? Slings are like it's when you break your arm, right? What it, sort of hammocky. Okay. There's a thing for your well, feet. Well, those things. Yeah. Those things that swing. Swings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's and that. she's talking about it, and I'm like, dude, I would get so nauseous. 
Because, like, she Amy, does have I a get, motion get, sickness get problem. Motion sickness driving myself in the car, and it got worse and worse with every pregnancy. I think that's what did it. Damn kids. Now I can't use the sex sling swing. Um, so every time I'm like, oh, that would make me nauseous. Like, oh, that would look like it hurts. Oh, if I got strapped and I had like an itch on my nose, I would lose my shit because I'd want to scratch my nose. So I don't, I, I'm, I gotta like ease in to these things. Yeah. We tried yeah. that too. It was good. Oh. I did practice some spanking on a friend. I just wanted to try the... the it was flogging. Flogging. Mm. See, I, I can't even get the terminology right. Yeah. Oh my God, but I, I couldn't help but feel a little bad when this person was like, harder. This is not a You don't even have to be there. I, 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 why is my there guilt insides feeling had guilt wanted to go check this. it out. I, I could be. I could be. I, you're right. You're right. So that we'll was, break out all the stereotypes here today, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I have another part to talk about, but is there anything that you specifically want to talk about concerning sister space? I love just all the different types of people. It's, it's great because you just start sharing your stories. You're at a meal or standing in line for something and you're just meeting people all the time, meeting people and you're hearing all these people from different places and, you know, different sizes and shapes and colors and all these different backgrounds, yeah. different energy, exactly, different experiences. And we all just get to share our stories. It's, it's fabulous. I just, I've never gone through anything like this before. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. It's, it's amazing. Well, you all know, you guys have been here before, so you know. One thing that for me, and I'm going to need to process this for sure. So let me check my notes real quick because I wrote it down. I was slightly drunk when I wrote it down. <laughs> you mean like five minutes ago? Yeah. Just yes. kidding. We typically drink when we do this too. Oh my gosh. There was one time, there was one time when <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar- Mary was trying to read a letter that someone had written into us and she, she like couldn't read it and Mary knows how to read very well. <laughs> okay. In my and she was reading, she was like, she was like, Tuh-huh. I mean, I at least have a fourth grade education. At least. And she was stumbling. I'm like, what the hell's going on with Mary? And then I go, oh. You're drunk. <laughs> you're drunk. No. You don't know. Like, oh my God, you you're don't drunk. Know. You you're not the get... boss of me. Then we realized she had been, <laughs> she was drinking while she was setting up and then drinking while we were doing That is unusual. And I didn't, I didn't have much to eat that day. Generally, we would just like have a glass of wine or something mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. we're podcasting. And that's really the end of it until yeah. after. Yeah. But this particular time, I was, I don't know, at Shit a happy based. hour or something. Yeah. I don't the know great what it thing was. about it was she said she had to spend the entire rest of the week editing it, and she <laughs> complained so like, crazy. "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Not my fault." <laughs> I don't even remember. You were the one slurring your which words. Which one it is now? It'd be funny to go back and listen oh and see if anyone can tell. Oh my god, I'm so bad. <laughs> I was so concentrating bad. so hard. So bad. <laughs> well, part of it was we were reading um, letters. Yeah. On the regular podcast, now True. we have a midweek podcast dedicated to letters entirely. But at that time, we were reading letters as part of our regular podcast. And I was looking at it on my little phone and, you know, I need to get my eyes checked. I Even get on little checked phones, every year. the word T-H-E, super easy to pronounce. <laughs> Even on little phones, super easy. I think easy. she's minimizing my experience <laughs> right now. No, I would never. Baby doll would never. It can be when you're shit-faced. Exactly, exactly. Uh, listen, all we do on the podcast is judge. This is, this is not the judgment-free it's a, zone. It's kind of a safe, judgy space. I don't know, it's hard to describe. You may I safely feel, judge on the podcast. I only feel just a little bit of shame afterwards. Yeah, no, and then no. we just keep drinking and it's, it all goes away. It's part Drink of it. Problems. It's part yeah. of it. Yeah. So what I, what I now that I can see my notes, uh, when, when we were at the stage thingy last night and the, the beautiful woman who was singing the amazing songs, the, the woman from, was it Liberia? Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
And I loved her and she was singing, she was telling her story about she was proud to be uh, grown up in Brooklyn, parents from Liberia, Africa, and all these things she had learned from them. And this is from my parents and this African heritage. It was so cool to hear. And then I thought about, because I've kind of thought about this before. So my heritage are basically Mormon pioneers. And it doesn't make me proud. When I was Mormon, I was proud of that heritage, right? Because I was brainwashed into, you know, these are the people who were persecuted for, for their religious beliefs and they were going to follow the prophet who spoke for God and they knew and, and, you know, they sacrificed their children, their everything to come across the plains and be in this new religion. And that was my, my pride, right? Like, yeah, I'm Mormon pioneer. That's my heritage. And now that I've left the church and I look at actual history, it's the reality of it is these people came from uh, mostly Scotland and they were poor and they were basically lied to and said, follow this man who speaks for God, sacrifice everything or else kind of like, this is what God wants you to do if you want to be saved. And so they would, they sold everything they had to follow a guy saying, go West, there's polygamy, right? You get all these wives, right? We're going to settle the land. And they basically traveled West had like children die of starvation, um, horrible times, but, but this whole time clinging to this belief that this is the prophet of God, uh, getting to Utah, basically slaughtering the natives there to start this colony, this I colony guess. of it's polygamous like things. And it's like, fuck, that's my heritage. How do I, how do I get excited about that? And that's hard for me because I can tell you the names of these pioneer people and how all of my extended relatives are still very Mormon. They're proud of this and they like to throw these names around, you know, Benjamin F. Johnson and related to Joseph Smith. And that's our heritage. And I'm like, these men were douches. They had like six, seven, eight wives. And, and a and, lot of them were underage. Yeah. Un, you know, marrying 14 year old girls. And like, I'm not proud of that. I don't, I don't want to announce my heritage. It's, it sucks. And so it's hard for me, and on a podcast, I, I still go through a lot of these trying to figure out my new life. Where, where am I proud? My native heritage, I don't have that anymore. It just is like a little bit shameful. And I wonder, will my kids, since my kids are the first ones in my family to not be Mormon, will my kids have this proud heritage of, of I, I hope, of my mom and dad stopped the cult, took me out. Like, what's their story going to be? Because my story is now kind of fucked. I'm the one who left. And as much as I want to be proud of that, and I'm going to get there, I would never want to go back. The best thing I did for my kids was leave. But I miss that, that heritage. Like everyone has a heritage that they're proud of, right? What, what do I do now without a heritage that I'm proud of? I don't know the names of anyone who came from Scotland and whatever. I don't know their names. I only know the names of the people who joined the church because that's the only people that my family would talk about because they were the righteous ones. And now I know they were duped, you yeah. know? Your kids are going to be so proud of you because you stood up for who you were. It, it lasted 45 years before you actually said, hey, this is in my face. This is who I am. How can I pretend to be someone I'm not when I am this? I'm sure a lot of us in this room would say, we've all pretended to be like this, mm -hmm. yet we knew we were like that. Gotcha. So, and you need to get to the point where you are like that. And that actually grows power in your children too, to stand up and say, and to have the pride to say, I am not like you. 
I, I like the fact that that's what you are and that's what you believe, but I believe that, so you need to respect the fact that I am who I am. Mm. So feel proud of that gotcha. and, grow, and grow within that. Gotcha. And that's how you're going to grow yourself. Because like it's only it. been three years for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, okay? it's still fresh. Yeah, I was just going to say that it's, it's almost like the dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. You know, so many of us have come from dysfunctional families. I mean, obviously you do too. Sure. Uh, but yours is labeled Mormon. Mm-hmm. Mine was Irish Catholic. There you go. <laughs> Alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there are patterns that we grow up with and beliefs that family put on us. Yeah. That, you know, at, at some point we say it stops here. Yeah. And it stops now, and I'm not going to continue this yeah. path. And and sometimes family goes away when you do that. Yeah. So then you find another family, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's real growth, and that's all part of that, that healing process yeah. and that growing and thriving process. Thank you. Yeah. Instead of being a survivor, you become a thriver. Yeah, yeah? that's for sure. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people have to break ugly patterns from their past, you know, from their... Their ancestors. Mm-hmm. You know, most of us living in, a, in the United States have had an ugly past that we all have to every day, like, try to make amends for that, try to make a better place. Yeah. Like, we're, a lot of us are in that boat, you know? It's just very raw for you, and it's, re, it's a reminder because your parents are still in it. Yes. And they would fall on the sword over it. Right. They would pick their version of religion over you. If they had And it's kind of like I'm just finding out, too. Like, whoa, my ancestors were duped. It's, it's like if you just find out that your grandpa was like a pedophile mass murderer, you know, and the whole time you thought he was great. You're like, oh, sh- shit, right? Hits yeah, ya. because you had to figure out that Joseph Smith wasn't the next in line to Jesus. Yeah. That he yeah. was actually a charlatan. Right. He practiced magic. Mm-hmm. He was a grave robber. Mm-hmm. He married underage kids. Like, that's what you had to find out yeah. about this leader yeah. in your church. Yep. And that's hard to face. Yeah. And you feel like an idiot. I fell for this. I fell for this. That, you know, that brings something up. So when I left the church, I knew like 2% of the bullshit. I, I knew just enough to be like, I need to step back. I need a break. Um, it wasn't until after I left that I started really researching and looking into history and, and digging within myself to where I'm like, whoa, how did I ever, as like a thinking, feeling person, how did I go along with this? It's bizarre to the point where it's like, well, I, I know I will never go back, but I don't think, I don't think you wait till you know it all before you leave. There's enough to get you just like, mm, I'm out. And then you realize everything. Yeah, go ahead. It's just like believing in Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah. Mommy and daddy told you since you were born, Santa's coming on the 24th. Santa's going to come. So you believed in Santa. Mm-hmm. And then you found out one day Santa's not true. Right. So it's the same kind Next of Next thing you yeah. know, you're going to tell me the tooth fairy isn't real either. Yeah. Stop. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> By the way, Jesus is coming back to Missouri. Yeah, That's I also found a, that a Mormon um, that, I got a good laugh over that I one. I know, right? If anyone would like to share anything about their experience here at Sister Space or maybe a little story about your background, if you feel comfortable sharing it, anything. anyone? Or a joke, (laughs) stand-up comics out there. Anyone want to, like, curse out their ex? Thousands of people will hear it. Yeah. Hi. So I first came to Sister Space in 2005, and I had been married. Well, now I'm just about close to 38 years. I'm getting divorced. So whatever number of years, it was in excess of 20 back then. 
and had realized that that really wasn't who I was, that I was not a straight woman. And at that time I had two children. And so the dilemma was, you know, how do I leave the marriage? Uh, what do I do with these two children? How do I maintain my profession and so on? And I came to Sister Space and it was just really empowering to meet all the women here and find so many close friends and find that there was a community of women who were married and were in different um, phases of their life in the process of getting divorced and moving forward. And so since that time, these women have supported me and I come back every year and I'm an, on the planning committee and um, I just love the whole atmosphere here and I am finally getting divorced, so. Oh, okay, good, um, congratulations. And I'm very happy that my life did proceed and good. everybody is, you know, in a good place. Do you mind awesome. telling us your first name? Carol. Yeah, thank, thank you, so you Carol. Much. Thanks for sharing. Anyone else like and to enough? share? Oh, okay. See, it only takes one to start the ball rolling. Certainly. Um, my name's Karen, and this is my first experience at Sister Space, and this is my wife, Kathy. And my journey has been interesting, and I want to say that I honor your courage and strength to live and embody your authenticity. And I thank think you. to some degree that's why we're all here. I think the journey is that, and I say that... For me, it's very important like to do a lot of spiritual healing and be really reflective because I think I've, I've heard and I believe as we change, we go back seven, we heal back seven generations and forward seven generations. And I come from a mixed marriage of Italian-American and uh, like Kentucky. So it's been very interesting. And my journey has been that about four or five years ago, longer than that. But anyway, we, we, Kathy and I met at a lapidary arts school in Georgia, and we had this conversation. Kathy is from North Carolina, but had been living in Alabama, and I'm from Michigan, but living in D.C. And we had a conversation, and, but she had recognized my soul, and about six, six months later, it was that time that I recognized that this is a person I'm going to walk the path with. I'd never had a relationship with a woman, didn't know what the hell to do with it. And I was like, oh my God. And we, she was in Alabama and I was in DC and I'd cry and I'm like, I can't do this. And the truth is we've been married for um, three years now and it's just walking the path. The truth is love knows no gender and it's a really beautiful path to walk the path of authenticity and I'm really grateful we're only here for the day we came to hear actually Farron but to experience this my friend passed away a month ago she's kind of led me to Farron so I'm just grateful to be here and hear your story thank it's you it's been a wonderful experience oh, I love that awesome. thank you thank That's you a wonderful thank story. you so much thank you Mike. thank you anyone Maybe else I feel like this is testimony meeting in church right <laughs> I'd like to bear my testimony. Yeah. Okay. Oh, come on. Can you, can you come on up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on vacation. You, you in the yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Debbie. Hi, Debbie. I dated somebody that uh, left the church. Mm -hmm. and, Mormon um, church? Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. And, um, I was in California at the time. And um, when she got naked, she had certain garments on. Mm. Mm. It's the magic underwear, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most uncomfortable yeast infection-inducing, uh. like, tight, cot, sorry, too much information. Go. <laughs> so her and her mother tried to convince me to, you know, change my underclothes, um, but I changed her mind, and Good. she wore other things. 
But you just mentioned yeast infection. <laughs> a sidebar. Yep. Sidebar. Yep. Okay. You're welcome, listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it looked comfortable, but it's all it's so the so the undergarments what they're called is they it's like the underwear that you wear it goes to your knees and then it's also a shirt that goes about here and they come in onesies too. No one really wears them. My parents wore the onesie where it's just like a flap in the back. So weird. Like, just envision it. You can look online and just, just like type in picture of That's Mormon what they wear garments. in Book of Mormon, the musical. They wear onesies. Oh, that's true. That's a funny musical. Yeah, it's basically you, you start wearing that magic underwear. Um, they don't call it magic underwear when you're a Mormon. I'm being very blasphemous right now. But after you go through the temple for the first time, it's basically to protect you and to remind you of covenants you've made. But they're hot as shit. So you have to always wear shorts to your knees and sleeves or, you know, that go to here, you're only supposed to take them off if you're going to exercise like a lot or like for sex, but you're supposed to put them right back on. And I know, I know. No Wait, naked I would snuggling. snuggle you, but I need to go put on my garments first. Yeah, I was so afraid of disrespecting the garment that if like, if there was Don't disrespect like somewhere the on the floor or something, I would be like, get him up off the floor. I was that, that ingrained in me that this was a, a holy sacred thing. There's nothing sexy about that. It's surprising that women <laughs> in the Mormon church have as many kids as they do because it's like the most unsexy thing ever. Yeah, they're wacky. Yeah. For sure. Um, does anybody else want to share anything? Yeah, I'm Sue Ellen. And one of the things about Sister Space, um, this is the third year in a row I've, uh, that I've been here with my daughter. And uh, I, I was here earlier in 2005 by myself, but it's great being a lesbian mom and having a lesbian daughter. It's really bonding. I'm still hoping for that. None of my kids have come out yet. I'm like, who's going to be my favorite? There's still time. One of you is going to be my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Who's it going to be? There's still time. How do I have seven straight kids? Come on. And and it's funny because I practically had to drag Kelly here the first year because she was like, well, that's your thing, mom. And I said, you're coming. I'm paying for it. You're coming. (laughs) So I was okay. Mm -hmm. Well, she just, she loves it. She's here. She's taking pictures of everybody, you know, the artists, talks with all the rappers, the artists and everything. And she was, she's met you ladies. And, you know, so it's just, it's a wonderful thing to be able to, um, share with and you know and we do have to deal with sometimes people think we're a couple <laughs> we said, no 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 we live together but we're not a couple <laughs> gotcha so uh yeah so it's, it's, really... it's cool for me to see that too yeah mothers and daughters I, and yeah because cool. I, I don't have that type of relationship with my mother either being oh God, raised can you evangelical her here <laughs> she would, I think, have a heart attack oh, she on the would. spot or she something. Would be, would she, be would, over. she would yeah. die of shock. Shit, I mean, by literally. the way, I mean, I'm 69 and my daughter's 47. And when she finally came out in her early 20s, I was like, well, it's about time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what yeah. were you waiting for? <laughs> mm-hmm. Will you talk to my kids then? Because one of them. I just think that's so amazing that you all can share this because um, I think we're both a little bit jealous that we don't share this with our with our parents. Yeah, yeah. my parents would my mom would never. No. No. So I guess that's going to do it here at Sister Space. Mm-hmm. This has been amazing. It has been. Yeah. We have to do this again. Is this just once a year? Yeah, once okay. okay. Once All a right. year. All right. After Labor Day. All right. We are okay. going to make note of that. Exactly. Yes. Hopefully we'll get more people involved. It'll be, it'll be great. It'll yeah. Be bigger. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. I know. All right. Uh, but I guess that's it for now. So uh, remember, 
Have your pets been? Oh, the that's right. Okay. She always says that. When she says remember, <laughs> for some reason it sounds like Bob Barker to me. And I'm like, oh yeah, Bob Barker, have your pets spayed or neutered. It comes into my mind every time. Bob Barker doesn't even do it anymore. I don't know if he's with us. Yeah. Is he dead? I actually went on The Price is Right um, 18 years ago. Didn't get called down, but I was in the audience. Bob Barker had so much fucking makeup on. It was like this thick and orange because <laughs> he was old back then too. That's true. <laughs> it was like it preserved him. <laughs> Yes. No, for real. All for right. real. So we've made sure our pets are spayed and, and neutered, so that's out of the way. Okay, done. But remember, steer clear of cults, because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. And that's how we do it. <laughs> that's a wrap, kids. Thank you. Leave Thank all you. that in, Dan. Oh.